This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. It's that time of year again, cold and flu season. Unlike the NBA regular season, this one isn't suffering from a crippling ratings hit. If you're not currently sick, odds are you were at one point in the last few months, or will be soon enough. Worry not, even professional basketballers are not immune. Like a kindergarten class filled with seven-footers, diseases spread like wildfire amongst teams that share locker rooms, airplanes, and physical therapists. Littered throughout the landscape of winter box scores is the same note, DNP illness. And I don't blame them. When I'm sick, I don't even have the strength to watch basketball, let alone play. But when it comes to cold and flu season, these NBA players rarely get the former and often get the latter. Flus. What's the difference between a cold and a flu? Is it as simple as the flu has a fever? According to a Google search I just did, yes. Both suck, but one just sounds a lot worse. Nobody wants to admit they missed a game because of a cold. That sounds mild. Flus can kill people. Colds are just, you know, the sniffles. Some people hide behind the three-word semantic gymnastic flu-like symptoms, which I think is just a cold. Runny nose, sore throat, headache. Those are indeed the flu-like symptoms of a cold. I bring this up because recently, LeBron missed a game due to a cold. Officially, too. He didn't say he had the flu. He didn't even say he had flu-like symptoms. He said, point blank, I have a cold. And then he watched the entire game from the bench. And I didn't even notice a toilet paper roll next to him stuffed to the brim with used snot rags in the inner cylinder. But I'll take his word for it. So, fellow NBA players, follow LeBron's lead. You don't need to hide behind the flu excuse anymore. A cold sucks. Nobody wants to go to work and see some dude with a cold. Just admit it. Side note, have you ever seen a basketball player sneeze at the free throw line? Just dribble, dribble, sneeze, shoot? I'm convinced it's never happened. Anyway, my guest today is the sixth man of my illness rant. That's why I call him Flu Will. Please welcome to the show, Taz Mellis. You're getting bucket buckets. Hi, Amir. Wow. I'm so glad the soliloquies are back. You know, it's been a minute since I even did any episode, so I figured, why not turn one of my classic b-ball tweets into a full speech? <laughs> um, it's strange, huh? Guys get sick. Yeah. It is a thing, right? Flu-like symptoms, flus, no colds, never. Yeah. It sounds a lot manlier, tougher than just yeah, uh, I have the f- DNP I cold. Have the flu. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you been sick this winter? Um, not really. It's, it's odd timing though. My ears are filled with, uh, liquid right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I see, uh, I see a smoothie trickling out of your ears. (laughs) I actually, uh, I was just telling you, I I just had a hearing test because Mm -hmm. I've got, had some sort of fluid buildup in my ear. And apparently I live down in the, in, in the South now in Atlanta, I was 38, Three years of allergy, not a, not an allergy in sight, and now all of a yeah. sudden, just because I've lived down here a few years, apparently my doc is saying, "Yeah, we all get it. We all get it down here. It's just the yeah. nature of the beast." So that's what's <laughs> going on in my ears. I don't recommend any a hearing test for anybody if you don't have to. It was not fun whatsoever. What they're just like it gets louder and louder, and then at a certain point, you have to say enough. No, that part's fine. It's more the oh. the cones they shove in there. And Jesus. I, and I guess I wasn't feeling 100%. I probably had flu-like symptoms going into the 
<laughs> wow. Audio booth, and then they just shoved those things in there. It was, it, it felt like it was literally, they were literally like touching in in the middle of my brain. But anyway, enough about me. <laughs> Uh, well, you're here now. I should probably introduce you for people who happen to not know who you are. Uh, you're the co-host of the No Dunks podcast on The Athletic. You're also the co-host of The Bounce on Yahoo Sports. You're also the co-host of Handles on NBA TV. Three co-hosting duties. Three co-hosting duties. Not a which hosting one is, duty. Uh, which, one is <laughs> which one's the hardest? Well, No Dunks is daily, so it's very yeah. different. Uh, you know... It's all, they're all different. Handles is a lot of fun. It's with Channing Fry, who's a, a blast. That's and, awesome. And it's weekly. And then Yahoo's a, it's a marathon. We sit there um, a couple nights a week and, and we go, it's basically a sort of an accompaniment to all the games happening. So it lasts five or six hours on the Yahoo Sports app. So it's, Jesus. it's a real test of uh, marathoning. I use the Yahoo Sports app like from back in the day. My buddy Jesse got me onto it when it was called Sportacular. I don't know if it's still called Sportacular, but it's like the Yahoo Sports app. And now sometimes I fire up the box scores, and there you are at the top just talking to Gary Payton. (laughs) Yeah, Laker legend Gary Payton. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Actually, I usually start these uh, episodes with a little brain warmer. I know you talk about basketball probably 6 to 12 hours a day, so... You're right. You're already sharp, but I've had a month off. So, let's start with a trivia game that I came up with, in which you try to name as many players as you can that have played for both my favorite team and yours. That's right, players who have laced it up for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Toronto Raptors. This isn't easy, Lakers Raptors. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's not an easy thing to search for either. You think Basketball Reference would have a Click here, and then these are all the players. No, I had to go one by one. I had to enlist the help of my basket chat. Um, shout out to Ariana for finding a few. Carl for finding a few. I found a few more. Uh, well, I'll start so you off with an easy one if so you want. So you're saying there's a lot? You just... There's not a lot. There's, a, there's probably a... like 10 or so we found. Wow. One of them is a current player. That'll be your biggest hint. Does he play for one, either of the teams? Yes, he played. He, last year he played for the Raptors. This year he plays for the Lakers. That's what got me thinking about it. <laughs> Your ears be, are leaking again. I'm supposed to be good at basketball talk. <laughs> uh, last year, uh, doop, 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 Danny Green. That's right. Good work. Yeah. Well, it's gonna. This is gonna be hard. Um, it is weird. Like, how? Do, what do you even? You I understand in a this. computer. Yeah, how do you how do you even search your brain for it? Like, what are you thinking of? Yeah, like, are you just envisioning exactly. a player in a purple jersey and hoping that it cross references correctly? Well, the funny thing is, I'm searching for a player in a white or red jersey. Yeah, I'm searching for a raptor. I'm, I'm visually searching, <laughs> looking at raptors in my brain. I'm thinking names like that don't make sense, like Javaris Crittenton. Why am I thinking of him? Uh, why am I thinking of Jordan Farmer? That's not true. Uh, but you feel uh, your brain working in ways it hasn't usually, right? It's kind of a weird exercise. Uh, Benoit Benjamin? <laughs> Benoit Benjamin? You're yeah. just using the French-Canadian phrasing because you're <laughs> hoping to God he was on the Raptors. Uh, here's another hint. <laughs> I called you Fluwill earlier. That's your oh, hint for... <laughs> Golden Sinus Williams, yeah. That's, um, that's right. Williams. Lauren Woods? Is that crazy? Uh, you know, he's not on my list. But Cause, cause I don't think he played for the Lakers. 
Yeah, right. I don't think he played for either. <laughs> I played for the Raptors. Come on, Joel Moiso. Is that a crazy? Is that one stupid? That one's probably stupid too. <laughs> <laughs> These are definitely Raptors. I did find there's been one trade between the Lakers oh. and the Raptors. Okay, well, oh. before the trade, Jose Calderon. Very good. Mm. That's a good one. That's up there. Okay. Uh, this trade was in 2003, and it involved Luke Walton as a draft pick. We're talking about two point guards being traded for each other, and they threw in a sharpshooter from UCLA. Threw in Tracy Murray? No. That's correct. Tracy Murray, both on the Raptors and the Lakers. The trade was for Lindsey Hunter for Kareem Rush. Aha. Uh-huh. Of course. Of course. Classic. Uh, Classic. Some other names I found. Uh, Doug Christie. Wow, he played for the Lakers? <laughs> yeah, my, my reaction was, wow, he played for the Raptors? <laughs> uh the, the legend Greg Foster. Oh, wow. And uh, Jason Capono, sharpshooter, who I also forgot played for the Lakers. Yeah, forgot about that as well. Not, not a lot of shared history. No, not at all. Between these two purple franchises. <laughs> um, did you know that your podcast, No Dunks, well, whatever it was called back in the day, um, and I have the same birthday? January 18th? That's right. My birthday and what was the name of the show back then, 14 years ago? The Basketball Jones. That's right. So me and the Basketball Jones share the same birthday, born 23 years apart. Do you have an earliest podcast memory? The year was 2006. Mm. I, my, my earliest memory is really... Uh, we were podcasting at a producer's house in the uh, sort of the living room, shared dining room. And I could, I remember the pitter patter of the nails of the dog on the wood of, of the floor, just, just hitting the floor uh, as we were podcasting. And, uh, and a, <laughs> this and is a, back when your ears worked. <laughs> exactly. And a toilet flushing in the distance. Yeah, they're, 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 they're audible cues. Is what I really remember. And we started the show just before Kobe went for 81. Shared history. Lakers, Lakers, Raptors. There it is. Exactly. (laughs) Is it full circle if we just talked about the other one too? Or is it like, it's not quite a throwback yet. Um, This is, so it was you, Skeets, who's been on our show, this show before. And who else was there? Yeah. Uh, Jason Doyle, our producer, JD. Just and a, you three are still together, still doing that podcast 14 years later. Yeah, we're not quite as old as you. Who, who are you? Uh, <laughs> you're, you're 37? Yeah, you're 37. Math, right? That's right. Sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, we started uh, way back when, uh, just out of college. And uh, yeah, we started talking about the Raptors. We had a lot of Raptors. There's a Raptors segment called Raps Talk, Raps Talk, Raps Talk in that show uh, that we did nice. weekly. Because we were... Nice. I was a diehard uh, Raps fan back then. The media has and now, changed uh, me. The media has changed <laughs> me. You know? I've become hardened. It's it's different. It's definitely different. But um, yeah, there's the three of us. JD, our producer, didn't really like basketball whatsoever. And Skeets and I just loved it. So uh, we forced him to produce the show. How long were you guys friends before the podcast started? Four or five years. We met in college. And uh, we all, the three of us met in college. And then we did it right at Right as we uh, finished college. So what's the highlight? What's or not the highlight? What's the height of your Raptors fandom? What year would that be? 
Like the Vince years, I'd say. Yeah, um, and that was what out of a hundred would you give it? Probably. I, I guess I would grade it in terms of how mad I got, you know, because how how angry people get is a good gauge, I it's think. Fans. And I got yeah. very very mad after uh, when Vince basically forced a trade and then came back yep. as a member of the New Jersey Nets. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I was yelling at him from the the nosebleeds. <laughs> Uh, That's yeah. your right as a fan. Yeah, totally, totally. So yeah, that was oh three or four or five. He came back, destroyed the Raptors, um, like a lot of basketball players do. You know, they circle it. They're like, oh, I'm going to kick these guys' asses. Uh, they That's did right. that. He walked off the floor as a winner. Yeah, uh, I remember yelling, "You'll never win anything, Vince." <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry to say that I was right. He didn't win anything. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're still yelling that to him. He's 43 years old on the Hawks. <laughs> Playing in your backyard. Yeah, he's playing right here. It's nuts. But uh, he did the same thing you did. You did, yeah. It's a great renaissance for him. Um, And now, as you work in basketball, discuss basketball with basketball players, would you say you're fifty percent of the fan you used to be? Seventy percent, thirty percent? I'm still, yeah. You really like of a Raptors fan specifically? Oh, Raptors fan specifically. Yeah, quantify it. I. Yeah, I'm a I'm a halfy, I'd say probably about probably about fifty percent. I still like Got I, it. Yeah, I appreciate the game more than I mean. I love. I still. I am. Yeah, I just am a fan of the Toronto as the city because I live there forever, yeah. more so than uh, bleeding red, white, and Barney purple anymore. Yeah, that's right. Um, do you have any like um, stories that come to mind? Like talking to these players, or like, wow, I didn't realize this guy was so funny, or I didn't realize this guy was so boring. This guy was so tall. This guy was so short. Anything that like pops out to you as surprising? I'd say as a sort of just a generic rule uh, or, or generic uh, label for these guys is that they're way smarter than they put on. Most of them, like most of them, are so conditioned to just give us the media speak. And yeah. they're way more interesting than than what they put on, and I don't blame them because everything that they say gets, you know, garbled up and aggregated, and people run with it. So I would say that is a generic blanket statement. Um, yeah. Uh, as something that pops out, like, I mean, Kevin Garnett laughed once when I was with him. That was cool. That's uh, cool. You made would, him laugh. Yeah, he would never laugh. Like yeah, I, I not just, during a game. I just. No, yeah, well, this, was, this wasn't during a game. But um, <laughs> uh, we were doing a, a, a dumb thing at All-Star Weekend where we were asking him to name Lamar Odom and Khloe Kardashian's latest fragrance <laughs> venture, their, their latest cologne perfume. I don't know what to call it because it's both, right? It's a cologne and it's yeah. a uh, It's one of those unisex ones. Anyway, and he just, it was more the visual. He saw the photo of, of Khloe and Lamar and he he giggled and uh, couldn't believe it. KG giggled. <laughs> yeah. He then shook it off, ran to a stanchion, and started headbutting himself. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that's just sort of an indicator. Like these guys are are people. Even KG, who is uh, who is nutty, uh, you know, in his own way, he's uh, he's a nice guy. They're all nice guys. Sorry, I keep dropping my pen cap. Uh, he's he's he was a funny funny dude, and and these guys. Are, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they don't show all their personalities. I guess that that is happening more though in basketball with uh, the show, social medias and stuff. 
Yeah, you see guys like Perkins or the ex-players like Matt Barnes like, yeah, we're out of the league now, so fuck it. Um, Kevin Durant, you <laughs> suck. This guy shouldn't be an all-star. <laughs> yeah, and guys, I think you like people have taken even Kevin Durant's lead to some degree as a player starting to say, fuck it, exactly that, and uh, yeah. and just go at people on Twitter and, stuff and, just, <laughs> and just be themselves. And I think, I think the league allows it too, which is... Um, which is cool. They could probably come down on it more if they wanted to. Yeah, but they don't. But it's almost fun. The backstories are more fun than the oh, games. No, that's why it's a great league, my man. That's why it's yeah. That's why it's fun to watch. I agree. Um, all right, you watch a, a whole lot of basketball, so I wanted to talk a little bit about this season since I haven't had an episode of this show in about a month. Uh, big picture stuff. I guess my biggest question uh, out east is: Do the Bucks have any challenge whatsoever, or do you imagine them in the in the finals come late May? I think there'll be somebody that gives them a little. A little you think they go to seven? Uh, are you you already putting them in? Eh, Amir, you're putting them in. You're, you're I am. I just somebody seven games. Uh, it just when a pl- when a team goes thirty six and four or whatever, I can't imagine them going three and four during a series. I can't imagine them losing. Well, they, won, they won sixty games last year and they lost. Well, 60, That's true. And they're they're on pace for a better season than sixty games, but uh, and the team they lost to doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> That's totally true. <laughs> Not in my books, anyways. Dead to me. Well, I would just say that uh, my my team, yeah, I'm going to call my team right now, the Raptors were able to throw off Giannis Stentacupo, just throw him off. He wasn't, he wasn't comfortable in his own skin, and that's, that's, the, that's a sign of a good team. Uh, they, they were able to make Giannis a little hesitant, and uh, I just, I think Giannis is probably past that, and I think that's why they, they really, they won um, four straight, because Giannis was, he was around the rim, and he just, he started passing out, and uh, things weren't working. And people put it on Mike Budenholzer why they weren't able to get over the uh, the Raptors. But I think it's Giannis growing up. So I, I I assume that experience is great for Giannis. And so I would say you like quantifying things. I'd say it's like ninety percent a certainty that the Bucks get in. And who's the last ten percent? Is it all one team, or is it spread evenly throughout the Eastern Conference? I'd say it's pretty high, um, pretty high percentage for the Sixers, even though they are underwhelming at this point. Uh, right. They'll somehow be buddy buddy uh, when it comes to April, May, and June. So I'd give them seven mm-hmm. percent because they're just so talented, and you know they were very, very, very close to playing the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, as we know. That's right. And, and I'd give the other three percent, one each, to the Raptors. Um, to the Celtics, nice, and to the Heat. Interesting. That's pretty. That's kind of low for the Heat, actually. Yeah, but I, I, I think I agree with you. That's like almost a foregone conclusion. If Giannis stays healthy, the Bucks make it through. And then there's a small smattering of a uh, um, theory that maybe the Sixers can pull something off just on their defense alone slowing down the Bucks enough to win. But I don't know, without Jimmy Butler, they don't really have that guy to take over offensively. At least we haven't seen it so much this year from Tobias Harris or Embiid. Yeah, 
that is the scary part for them because <clears throat> I, I automatically think of the defensive end and they've got pretty good matchups for Giannis and Joel Embiid if he's feeling spunky and Al Horford, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so you're right, though. It's the other end that's really the worry for the 76ers. What do you think about this? The team that plays the Bucks can also draft from the team that the Bucks just beat. So as the Bucks beat these guys, like they beat the Heat in the first round. All right, now the Celtics can add Jimmy. And then if the if the Bucks can take down the Celtics plus Jimmy, then they play the Sixers with Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Jimmy Butler. So their opponents are growing in strength as they defeat them. So only um but the the Bucks can't get anybody. Of course, because they're winning. So it's like, okay, they are they already have the winning team. They don't get to add any players. It's the losing teams that can sort of Voltron together to try to defeat the Bucks or the Warriors last year. What about what about I, I'm all for fairness. What about let's of course. say let's say the Bucks destroy the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. They get a Charlotte Hornet. And oh, if, they were they can they can take one as they, they can, vanquish them. Yeah, and if the Sixers beat the Raptors, they get a rap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So as you beat a team, you can conquer them and almost steal their property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I vanquished Jimmy Butler. He's now on my team. I feel like that's that's what should happen in war, right? <laughs> As you defeat people's soldier, soldiers, they have to fight for you now. Yeah, that's kind of how life works, isn't it? Um, all right, moving over to this side of the country, from your side of the country, is there a world where the Lakers Clippers don't play in the Western Conference Finals? Is that a world you want to live in? <laughs> no, no, sir. No, sir. None whatsoever. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, definitely what I want to see. Yeah, seven games of that. As a Laker fan, I kind of want the standings to hold true right now. The Clippers are third. They'd have to play Houston in the first round, then against Utah in the second round without home court, and just sort of hope that the Clippers potentially lose one of those series, if not like get battered and bruised on their way to the Western Conference Finals. I want the regular season to matter a little bit, which would help the Lakers and hurt the Clippers as a Laker fan. It's that's always the NBA sort of a way of thinking in the postseason, though. Like uh, you say that it would hurt them, I think it helps them. To, the teams that struggle the more most going to the finals have an advantage because they've been through the war a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, an easy easier series. Uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't really bring together that team it doesn't draw them together it doesn't make them stronger so yeah that's that's the old adage there's a there's a rest 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 versus rust adage in the in the regular season then there's a you want an easier road to the playoffs or do you want to play tougher teams i like the tough if i'm if i'm on a championship or have championship aspirations i'd rather play i'd rather gruel it out even in the regular season like do you like what the clippers are doing or do you like what the lakers are doing more I'd for rather, their team. I'd rather be, yeah, where the Lakers are, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, you have to, you have to get better as a team as the, as the season goes along. But I, I wouldn't, I'm not worried about the Clippers in that when they're out there playing, they're pretty good. And mm-hmm. they're still on pace for a very good season. That's right. And, um, yeah, they haven't 
play their guys a lot. So they, they do look good when they're out there. But I, I work for The Athletic, and there's a, an article out yesterday about the Clippers' mm, disarray. Love that one. You love Loved it. it. Couldn't get enough. <laughs> Couldn't, I read it, read it three times. Yeah. Give me more. Give me the disarray. Do you buy it? Of course not, but it doesn't matter. As long as people are talking about it, suddenly Lou Will's tweeting about it, and it becomes a thing. It's almost like the story becomes part of the story. Yeah, but don't you think it just brings them together? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Or it's like they think we're all pissed at Kawhi. We'll show them what supporting Kawhi is all about. This guy's my best friend now. (laughs) It is weird that he just sits there while other guys play cards, though. That's a little weird. <laughs> and yet it makes perfect sense. He sits there while other guys do everything. I can't imagine a more different, like, he. it's such an interesting, you couldn't even script it if it was like this interesting dramatic story where you have LeBron James who puts his daughter as a YouTube kidfluencer versus Kawhi Leonard who literally doesn't speak out loud to the media whatsoever. These two are like the best two basketball players in the world and how different their leadership styles are. Polar opposites, I would say. Totally. Uh, you do need some vocal guys in a locker room, and, I, and it's hard not to harken back to the Raptor days. I, there were enough. I, I, you do need some dudes like that. But Kyle Lowry was that dude. I think Patrick Beverly, although he's not you know, a top two, three player on that team, he... He provides some of that. So you need some rah-rah guys, but I think Kawhi will come along with that. He he gains steam as the season goes along, and, and his words gain steam. I mean, his, his vocal cords gain steam, I guess. He'll, he'll talk yeah. a little in the playoffs. Is it fun to root for Kawhi? You rooted for him last year. Are you just like, because when I watch LeBron, he does amazing things. You're like, holy shit, look at that pass. Oh my God, what a block. With Kawhi, it's a lot of like, wow, he's really strong. Damn, he doesn't miss. But there's no like moments that get you off the couch until, I guess, his buzzer beaters. But are you as excited when Kawhi's on your team if you were with a more exciting superstar? <laughs> you sound like a hater. Uh, I am a Clipper hater, to be fair. Oh, okay. Well, then, um, no, you're wrong. You're definitely wrong. I mean, LeBron has a lot lot more uh, YouTube Instagram. How's the highlights yeah. yeah, but yeah, Kawhi's you, you kind of have to appreciate more, like when he spins around like he's a defensive back and he somehow sucks up a ball with one hand. Yeah. It, it looks like an accident, but he literally turned that way. Like, they're more defensive highlights. Um, yeah. And he's a, he's a little bit more, like you said, it's, it's more... Uh, brute force than uh, elegance but uh yeah i'm in his legs it. feel very strong it's, i feel like he can deadlift a lot i feel like you're probably right uh he lebron can, he is, can deadlift I, yeah i'm i'm watching lebron's instagram stories and he's always at the gym like is Kawhi at the gym i can't tell he's not on tiktok he's not on snapchat i don't know what he looks like lifting weights at all are you kyle kuzma's trainer or what <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, uh, so let's say the Lakers do play the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. As a fan of basketball, who are you rooting for? You know I'm voting for the underdog. So the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Glad to have you aboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's the show. Uh, and then- <laughs> no chance. No chance. No chance I would be, I would be cheering for the Lakers. I'd, I'd be cheering for that team that doesn't have a banner in, the Los An- in that Staples Center. Yeah. The, the Raptors of L.A. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the Sparks winning championships. You got the Kings winning NHL titles. Yep. Uh, give, uh, give the clip something other than those pictures, those photographs that they got up there. Let's write the murals that they they cover our they cover our banners with pictures of Austin Rivers and then um, <laughs> as a better, who do you think wins that series? If I gave I, you a thousand fake bucks, I would say the the Clippers. The Clippers do. I, I think yeah. uh, quite often this game comes down to the best, the best of the best playing at their best, <laughs> and I think. Uh, I think Kawhi's will be doing that, just just at a touch better level than uh, than LeBron. But I, you know, you know, I don't know. I guess I guess Paul George is a bit of a question mark. I think I think it'll be fine. I think the Clippers will be fine. I think they'll be. Yeah, fine. that's what I'm worried about a little bit. I'm still. I, I love the Lakers' chances against any other team except for the Clippers, the team that they have to play. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool though. Pretty cool. Yeah, the, all three starters, like they've got three starters in the, the All Star game happening right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy how little Paul George we've seen this year too. Like it was supposed to be their big two versus our big two. We've played despite like LeBron's age and AD's quote unquote fragile nature. We've seen AD and LeBron so much more than Kawhi and Paul George. Right, and. And although they're whatever they are, five games back, uh, the Clippers are of the Lakers. I, I don't think it really matters because they haven't been they haven't been playing. If they had played every game and they're losing games to the Atlanta Hawks and that kind of thing, it'd probably be a little bit more worrisome. But what I was gonna say about them facing the conference finals, like if if we have peak LeBron versus peak Kawhi, they're probably not that far off. Uh, in terms of how much they can produce, but but I would probably take Pete Kawhi. I was going to be worried a little bit about Paul George because, as you said, he hasn't played, and in the postseason last year he wasn't himself. But I just think that them at least treading water without him probably gives him even more time to chill out, and I think that's a good thing for them because he's not a hundred percent. But maybe he's not a hundred percent in the playoffs either. Um, yeah. At a yeah. certain point, you do have to play together. <laughs> you do. They, so that's that does bode well for the Lakers. Like they, the Clippers definitely need to get some reps in. And yeah. and, and listen, the, the seeding, as you said, like the them potentially playing the Rockets and the Jazz, um, that'll change too. Like they're going to win some games. The Clippers are going to win some games, and everything is so tight there. Other than other than your LeBrons. Uh, they, seem right. to, they seem to be locked in the one seed. So. 
even more exciting than potentially the two versus six battle is the battle for eighth place, which is seems to be nine teams deep right now, like between eighth through, I guess, 15th. They're not separated by all that much. Do you know the current order of the standings as an NBA aficionado right now, eight through 15 in the West? Could you name them in order? You know, the tough one's probably eight. Uh, is it the Spurs? That's correct. Spurs are eighth at 20 and 23. Ninth? Grizzlies? Thou killed it. 20 and 24, the Grizzlies. Who's 10th? Oh, boy. Here comes the tough one. <laughs> um, it's definitely not the Kings. It's definitely not the Wolves. That's correct. That's correct. Is it the... the hold on. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Uh, okay, fine. I'll say it. The Pelicans? Close. It's the Trailblazers are 10th. Then it's the Pelicans. Then the, no, then it's the Suns. Then it's the Pelicans. Then it's the Pelicans. Then the Wolves, the Kings, the Warriors. Let's do some predictioning, some predicting, some forecasting. Um, I'll give you a few minutes on each team. You'll say, this is why this team's making the playoffs. And then um, in April, I'll post the correct one and be like, look how look how we fucking nailed it. It was January, and we knew exactly who was going to make it. Cool. Um, all right, so we'll start with the Spurs. You go, I think the Spurs are going to ma- definitely make the playoffs because you got to sound sure of yourself. Then we'll do one for like the Grizzlies, Blazers, and a few others. And then, yeah, we'll release one as a promo. Um, <laughs> we'll start with the Spurs. All right, who do you think gets that last spot in the West? It's the Spurs. That's what they do. <laughs> it's the longest standing playoff streak in the NBA at 22 consecutive years. Greg Popovich would die before he allows his team to miss the playoffs. Uh, they're pretty good, too. They're, they are pretty good. Uh, they're, they're stacked. And they're playing their young guys. They're actually a little bit more enjoyable the last few weeks because they're playing a little bit more of their, uh, their frankly, their, their internet fame guys like Lonnie Walker, who's fun because he's athletic. And so yeah. uh, it's, it's been a little bit more enjoyable to watch them the last few weeks. And, I don't know. They're they're pretty solid. I'll, okay, let's yeah. go to the next one. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Who do you think makes the, that last playoff spot in the West? It's January 24th, but who's your money on? The Memphis Grizzlies are going to make it. John Morant <laughs> is so good. <laughs> give, him, give him that Rookie of the Year trophy right now. You think Zion Williamson... Just garnered some headlines. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to last very long. Um, yeah. Tom Morant belongs in the All-Star game. Forget about the playoffs. Nice. Okay. You don't think they're too young? <laughs> yeah, they're too young. They're not making it. <laughs> no, all right, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> all right, give me Portland. Who do you think makes that last playoff spot out west? <laughs> Give me the Portland Trailblazers. Wow, really? The, big, the biggest acquisition <laughs> at the All-Star trade deadline is not going to be anyone traded. It's going to be a guy who comes off his injury in Yusuf Nurkic and kicks, nice. Hassan, kicks Hassan Whiteside to the bench. Nurkic is a very important part to that team and offers a little stability. They came into the season losing their starting small forward, power forward, and center. Well, it's understandable that they're sitting 10th in the Western Conference, even though I had no idea they were 10th in the Western Conference. <laughs> uh, now, now Yusuf Nurkic comes back. 
brings back that number five spot. Then Zach Collins comes back, brings back that number four spot. Um, they can get there. And Damian Lillard is l- literally having his best year in a lot of ways, and that's flying under the radar. Uh, he is he is so so good in his prime. They, he's an MVP candidate, and uh, I think, uh, literally, I do think that he will put them on his back and get him to the eighth spot. Yeah, we were talking about the 2006 Kobe Bryant-led Lakers. He's having his Kobe Bryant moment right now, where the great player is surrounded by injuries and just says, fuck it, I'll shoot 38 times a game. It's fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they'll probably make some trades, too, so that'll help. He went for 61, 45, 51. He's averaging like James Harden numbers. He just went for 61 and 47 in back-to-back games. Jeez, Louises. And these, these threes are, uh, they're not from the line, I should say. They're from, I they're not even five feet back. Some of them are like, he's pulling up from 13 feet beyond the line. It's almost like comical at this point. Yeah, and he's easy to root for as a guy who's pledged his allegiance to Portland and uh, doesn't seem like, I mean, we, I could be caught in a lie here. I could be, uh, have the wool over my eyes, but I don't think he's leaving that small market team for his career. So it's easy to kind of root for him. Yeah, it is. I, I do enjoy Dame, but as a, uh, Blazers, um, skeptic slash hater as a Laker fan, it's funny that as soon as a superstar takes the super max deal, the deal that was like created to keep these superstars in their local teams, everyone's like, wow, that guy is loyal to his franchise. Nobody talks about like the fact that he took literally the most money for the most years. <laughs> that part's like sort of dismissed. It's like, this guy wants to stay at Portland, unlike those other guys who don't even give a shit about their fifth year, don't give a shit about the extra money, don't give a shit about their bird rights, and prefer to like you know get traded or sign with a bigger team. Dame does take the money, but it's considered, quote, unquote, hyper-loyal. <laughs> well, yeah, but at the same time, a lot of guys take that money and don't end up finishing their contract with the team. That's true. They demand a trade. They, they get out of there, and, and so, but but uh, yeah, I, I only say I would only say he's hyper loyal if he finishes uh, with the with the Blazers. If he finishes career with the Blazers, which I yeah. I'm guessing he will. But we've also I, I I'm definitely. Um, guilty of becoming extremely numb to the numbers like what's what's the difference between 140 million and 190 million like <laughs> yeah. what is it i mean i can't t- i can't feel a million so i'm not supposed to like understand what the hell 50 million dollars is yeah yeah i gotta talk to one of these um, super rich athletes and be like what changed for you when you got that second 200 million dollar contract like yeah, you bought the house, you bought the yacht, you bought the cars, and now you got another two hundred million. Where does that go? Mm, that's a good question. That's the next Maybe that's episode the investing. of the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, give me one hyper long shot, just in case it happens. We'll look like absolute geniuses. I'll let you choose the team: Pelicans, Wolves, Kings, Warriors. Who do you think makes the playoffs out west? Eighth spot, up for grabs. Who gets swept by the Lakers? Who you got? <laughs> well, the biggest acquisition at the trade deadline is not going to be a trade at all. It's going to be Stephen Curry returning from his injury, along wow. with Clay Thompson returning from Holy his injury. Shit. Splash, splash, splash. <laughs> uh, 
Honestly, I don't think that's that crazy. I could see, uh, <laughs> I could see those. Yeah, it's probably not happening. But but to hear that Steph Curry is circling March first on his uh, as his return date strikes me as weird, right? Yeah. What like, is he doing there? What yeah. is he hoping to get from March basketball when they're twelve and forty-one? Well, it is smart. I think physically, Paul George did this a few years ago when he came back from that. The really, really brutal broken leg. He came back sure. and he played in March and he played into April and they played into the playoffs uh, and he didn't look anything like himself. Um, and then those are, you, it is important, I think, for guys to get reps and then grow on that in the playoffs, even, or I'm sorry, in the, in the off season. But it is different with Steph because it's a hand. It's not like. Yeah. Not <laughs> we know a, you can like, shoot, bro. <laughs> So I don't know what I'm saying, I, it, it, but Clay's not going to be himself because Clay's was a lower body injury. So that's yeah. Yeah, I he's not coming I'm, back, is he? I'm not believing myself when I say the Warriors are going to do it. Holy shit, the Warriors are going to do it. You heard it here first, January twenty fourth. <laughs> Called it. Uh, all right, we're almost done. I wanted to ask you a little non basketball um, something. I want you to sell me on one of your passions, according to the podcast I listen to you. Uh, on no dunks, you're constantly praising composting. Um, never done it, never really considered it. I've been in a house where my buddy Jake was doing it, didn't really go anywhere, but I know you're really big into composting. Try to sell me on composting and anybody listening, I guess. Can I, I need to know who I'm speaking to. Can you tell me what happened with Jake's compost? Why it didn't go quote unquote, go anywhere. Okay, so we had the mini bucket in the kitchen, oh, plastic bucket. You don't want that. And then we got the big wheelbarrow guy out back. Okay. Um, we, the bucket was kind of constantly just banana peels, flies, and maggots. The bucket out back seemed to never have mulched. It never fully got into the dirt, the, the fertilizer that you want. Well, that's what you want. Uh, I, 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 I like it. I like it when it doesn't decompose. Uh, you like it a little crunchy. <laughs> yeah. It gives me something to strive for. Um, <laughs> you like a loose mulch? I like a loose mulch. I just like chopping things really, really small. Um, okay. Like a, you know, like an Israeli salad. Uh, I like that. All right. You have me. So I like, I like seeing that, you know, putting a full banana peel, into a compost, into that little bucket, <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> it's not going to break you chop? Are you dicing up that peel? You got to chop it up. Yeah. For, for, wow. For it to decompose, there's, you know, you can rip it. I mean, peeling and ripping a banana peel is like Kawhi Leonard's strength. That's hard. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I get it from my family members who are like, what the hell are you doing dicing up or ripping up an avocado peel, you weirdo? Right. But uh, I want it to succeed. There's no way I'm dealing with maggots. So I think that that was the issue that that Jake had. Um, and what are you talking about? Is, isn't the whole point the maggots that eat it and turn it into mulch? Or am I just making that up? Well, it should happen. In an ideal world, it should be breaking down naturally with the, the nitrogen versus the carbon. And, mm -hmm. and by that, I mean um, your browns. That's the umbrella versus the greens. Mm -hmm. uh, so those should be happening. Yeah, I think they're, they're, it shouldn't be, they shouldn't be as big as maggots. They should be like 
microscopic bugs that are somehow. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. And you keep it out outside entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I don't really know what I'm doing all that well. I just know it breaks down. And, uh, and sometimes, sometimes I fail. Sometimes the balance between my greens and my browns aren't that great. Yeah. And my, oh, really? Yes. Yes. You generally, generally people do more greens than browns. People have more greens. Yeah. Greens are food peels and, and, and food scraps. While browns are quite often like newspaper or dried leaves or brown yeah. paper bags. So people's ratios are way off. And, and so that's, that's wherein the problem lies. And, and so here we are talking greens, talking browns. You just need a better balance. Uh, you need yeah. to break it down and you need to get the hell out of your house because you don't want maggots oh my god i wouldn't i wouldn't deal well with that you got the big like what not the wheelbarrow thing what am i talking about like the big it's almost like a lottery the old david stern lottery thing <laughs> you got that in the back that's that is the money ticket that thing is the best it's like oh yeah cylindrical oh, it's like a cylinder but yeah that's exactly a it. wheelbarrow or a keg almost that you're rotating yeah yeah it's like you got a rotisserie chicken in there uh, but instead of chicken, it's what's what's in the ideal world, what's in there? What are you using that for? What do you mean, what am I using it for? Like, what's, okay, what, you, you, what's in that thing? Yes. <laughs> uh, hopefully not anything to do with the chicken. You don't, no, no oils? Like no, no oils. No bones. Okay. Um, it's really, it's fruit scraps, like fruit peels. Uh-huh. Uh, um, Coffee grinds, fantastic. Okay. Uh, Anything that looks like mud or can be turned into mud? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything that can turn into mud. It, yeah, hopefully it doesn't look – it shouldn't look like mud after you – like banana peels don't usually look like mud. I guess they do in a way. So what happens at the end? You got the fucking wheelbarrow. What's in it? Why is it good to have what's in it? Nothing. Actually, the, the end product for me – it's dirt. It's not good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't salivate over dirt. I don't, I could give less of a crap about the actual dirt. Uh, I don't, okay, garden. So I don't what, really garden all that much. I, I do, throw right. it, I do throw it in some plants, but when it comes down to it, I've, <laughs> you're making dirt. I am making dirt, but I'm reducing carbon emissions. Uh, okay. The, the garbage trucks are not full of banana peels and avocados. There's just less. I see. I produce less garbage. And, I see. And in the end result at the garbage dump, there is less garbage. Let's say let's say everything I ate and I consumed, I put out my compost or, or you uh -huh. know, a high majority of it, I would produce far less far less waste, far less um, cycles of that garbage truck mm -hmm. around my city and garbage trucks around my city and waste lying there at, at the uh, at the food dump, what are those landfill? Landfill is the yeah. one I'm thinking of. Yeah, and so, you know, we want to be a country, ideally, like Sweden, that buys. This is probably a myth, but it's happened before in Sweden. They actually have to buy their garbage from other countries because they produce such uh, small amounts of waste, and they need that garbage <laughs> for for to power their something or something. But anyways, they uh, they produce a, a very little garbage. Sweden, what a world. And so what we're doing here is <laughs> we're producing less garbage and we're 
and resulting in less carbon emissions and and less uh, gas happening, carbon happening at the landfills. It, it, Interesting. Okay, yes. I didn't know. I, I didn't know about that whole part of it. So that was illuminating. Thank you for that. My l- one last question is: Your little barrel keg cylinder gets full. Where do you put that? It's a good question. Haven't perfected that. I mean, I I, I, I removed the dirt. I put a, I put a tarp underneath that thing. And I hate this is probably the most interesting thing about me is, is comp, my composting. <laughs> but it might be. Um, it's definitely the most my, unique thing. I take my tarp and I uh, throw it under there. I get some dirt. I just I just throw it around my property. I just throw it around my backyard or my front yard. I put it Loose around dirt. a tree. I put it around mm-hmm. a plant. And yep. uh, yeah, if I'm feeling crazy, I am making it rain dirt everywhere um yeah I, I just throw it around i mean it's not uh it's just it's yeah it just feels good i mean the car the, the coffee makes makes that thing go it really grinds and make that thing really decompose and um yeah i get together with my uh, my compost group weekly and we talk uh talk browns and greens that's cool. Do you ever I consider that selling that? that? Don't ever. Don't, don't, <laughs> say, don't say that's cool. But I do, I do like doing it. Go ahead. Uh, ever consider selling that dirt to Sweden? <laughs> that's a, that's I hear they're paying top dollar. <laughs> no. Roll up that tarp. I because they're buying garbage. That is not, that's not <laughs> garbage. Uh Somebody said, uh, actually, I had a friend come over and they saw my little compost bowl that I had in my fridge. And they're like, oh, God, that's what stinks in your fridge. And I said, no, that doesn't stink. It's a perfect balance. There's nothing, there's nothing that stinks in that. I'm, <laughs> he, he literally said I had garbage in my fridge. And I said, don't you dare accuse me of garbaging in my own fridge. I would never do that. And so Sweden wouldn't be buying garbage. Sweden buys crap. Like your, 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 I don't know, your, your remote control or your, your receiver that you throw in your garbage and just yeah. sits in the landfill. That's right. And just does something which isn't good for the environment, which I don't know what, what it is, but it's not good. You and took, I bet you, you take the bucket out of the fridge and you grab a fistful of the old dirt. You're like this, you think this stinks? You take a bite out of it like an apple. Like, would it, would I do this if it was garbage? Would I do this if it stunk? Loose dirt coming out of your mouth. I'll sell this shit to Sweden. Watch me. I don't yeah. give a shit. Um, sorry about talking about compost for so long, but like, it, it becomes a bit of a, a problem. Like, I'm at work, and I'll mm-hmm. see uh, my my coworker, my 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 co-podcaster Lee Ellis, will just discard his uh, banana peel. I'll be like, you yeah. can't, you can't do that. I'll take I'll take that home. And how do you take that home? How do you take you? How do you take a loose peel? What do you do with that loose peel? You stuff it in your back pocket like a little handkerchief. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'll shove it in a side pocket of a of a bag or something, like a backpack or something. Then you chop it up at top. home. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't put it in the fridge? You're making me feel like I'm crazy. Yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw it in the fridge. <laughs> hey, you know who else was crazy? Albert Einstein. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, he was not. It's the cra- it's the craziest three, people. Right? Yeah, they they live the crazy ones are the ones who live the most sustainable lifestyle. So it's the normal ones we have to be worried for. That's why I'm asking you all these questions. I'm curious. I'm interested. 
I want to better myself. I just got to go get in my helicopter. Hold on, okay? I'll be right back. <laughs> Shipping a, a full ton of garbage to Sweden by myself. Sweden. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anything else you want to promote besides composting? Where else can people see you? You can find me in the dump. I am, I'm just sorting through landfills right now. <laughs> I'm taking a week off. You're like, you're like Heathcliff at the top of a landfill, finding <laughs> fish bones, sticking them into your mouth and pulling them out. Uh, yeah, I am on uh, the Yahoo Sports app. The Bounce uh, is what it's called on the Yahoo Sports app. Yep. The the uh, handles it's called handles on NBA TV. Myself and Channing Fry and the uh, No Dunks podcast. It's daily wherever you pod. You can find it and uh, plan is to start a YouTube channel very soon as we're uh, I like that. figuring things That's out good. there. Yep. Um, yep. And yep. so yeah. We're having a blast. We're having a blast, Amir. Basketball is fun. Why haven't you done a podcast in a month? <laughs> I've been so busy podcasting about composting that I haven't gotten to do the basketball one. It's hard for me to like find – I don't want to just throw my – just like a landfill. I don't want to throw my podcast up there and discuss boring X's and O's. I always wait for an interesting angle, and then weeks go by. And I'm like, ooh, now i got to come back with something – with a bang because I've been gone for so long. I guess I, I should just do weekly shows and talk about hoops. It doesn't matter what it's about. People just want, they have an insatiable appetite for this shit. Yeah. I think, I think people have an insatiable appetite for your shit. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, the brown so and the green. Up. Yeah. Well, you do need, um, it's not shit, by the way. You do need, um, <laughs> I, you do need your soliloquies, though. I think everybody yeah. loves those. And, Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. So, sorry to be Mr. Producer over here, but um, I need it. I think that's what I'm missing. Yeah. Someone to make you go. Yeah. Someone just Otherwise, I mean, I talk about basketball so much that I'm like, I should just be recording these conversations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I know you have nine other shows to go to, so I appreciate you taking the time and saying, you know no what? Problem. I got an hour off. I'll talk about basketball with Amir now. No problem. Um, sorry, I couldn't do it any better. But um, what about having Jake on? Yep, that's uh, I did that last year. He's oh, okay. he's sort of a, a a rookie in terms of he does watch basketball, but he's not like you know obsessive about it. So he was asking me questions and I was answering them. Yeah, and it was pretty good. But um, I think people really appreciate the fandom. But maybe I, sh- I can have um, Jake back on for this season if he has any more well, questions about the NBA. Well, I'm not a good producer because that's exactly what I was going to say. The, you know, the, the non-expert. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point of view. But that's already been done. It's all been done. It's all been done. Um, okay, how about somebody? How about getting uh, like Flea on the show? Oh, that's cool. Like a big name Laker fan. And we just fucking Laker out and be like, let's fucking talk about Kuz's minutes and whether Rondo can handle playoff atmosphere and shit like that. So it's yeah, me and Flea. What do you think about Rondo? Uh, he looks a little um, like he doesn't, he fits the age and the experience, the chemistry part of the team very well. You got like a nice 34 year old ex champion who's, very smart. I feel like his uh, physical abilities have declined to the point where his mental abilities don't overcome for those inadequacies. I think he'd be a great assistant coach on this team. I don't know if I love him dribbling the ball as much as he does, forcing layups as much as he does, 
um, not sh- not hitting shots, shooting too many long twos. Him and Avery Bradley are uh, they're part of what concerns me for the Lakers against the hyper elite teams like the Bucks and the Clippers. Yeah, and so therein lies the conundrum. Totally, they need another ball handler, but but the way uh, the way they go about and get that ball handler that may take away from their depth. And so yep. I, I guess that's why uh, that's why Kuzma has been in trade talks because it would sort of make sense. Like they need yeah. to go a little bit smaller, but maybe um, maybe they alleviate all that by getting free agent Darren Collison around, huh? huh? That'd be great. That'd be great. I'm all for Darren Collison, especially because it doesn't really cost us anything like a trade piece. I'm yeah. all for buyout guys. I don't know what Jake Crowder is going to be doing in February. The problem is all these teams are kind of in a playoff race, so I'm like. I'm waiting for the Wolves to lose some more games for them to be like, you know what, fuck it, we'll just sell off these pieces, parts, the Pistons, the Wolves, all these people, all these fringe teams that are only getting worse. Yeah, it's got to be a point guard. I mean, yeah, definitely a guard who can handle it a little bit, like like your Mario Chalmers from LeBron's days. Like, uh, Where's Norris Cole right now? Is he in Tel Aviv? Is he a- playing in basketball in <laughs> Jerusalem right now? <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, he's he's long gone. He probably is, right? Um, yeah, but how does but Darren Rondo, Collison? How does Rondo react to that guy coming in? That's that's my uh, my. <coughs> that's conundrum. an issue for Frank Vogel. Yeah, maybe if he keeps playing, I feel like one of the my conspiracy theories: Vogel is playing Rondo so much because that's the only way he'll get hurt, and that's a very natural way for him to go to the bench. <laughs> like if he can just you know. He, he had like a sprained ring finger that cost him a few games. Last year, he bruised his hand or broke his wrist or something like that. That sort of sidelined him. And when he's on the, when he's on the sideline holding that clipboard and talking to the coaches, I, I like that Rondo. <laughs> so do you feel like you're a bit of a kindred spirit to Rajon Rondo? Because I know you, you came on our podcast and you yep. talked about how you're kind of weaning yourself off basketball or, or, you know, you just kind of shy away from it a little bit because you feel like you might get injured. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, from playing. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm, I'm trying less when I do play. I'm not skying for any rebound or anything like that. I'm trying to stay on earth because a lot of the, a lot of the injuries happen when you're running or jumping. I got to eliminate that from my game. <laughs> Cash me on the courts earth. jogging. Jogging and throwing the ball as hard as I can towards the rim. Yeah. Now stay on the earth, man. That's where the compost Thanks, is. That's where the dirt <laughs> is. Uh, well, if you haven't listened to No Dunks, it's one of the few basketball podcasts that I do listen to quite religiously. You can start with the episode that I'm personally on as a nice a gateway drug. And then once I leave, I'm sure you guys will continue enjoying not only Tass, but Skeets, who's been on the show. Lee has been on the show. And... Hopefully, I'll get Trey and/or JD soon enough. Well, it's an honor to come on as the uh, the third member of the No Dunks crew. And <laughs> <laughs> Don't think of it as the third member. Think of it as the most recent. Nice. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on, making the time, and thanks to you guys for listening. We will be back, of course, within the next. I want to say a month and a half, guaranteed. Thanks again. Bye. That was a Headgum podcast. <laughs>